Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Technology Uncorked. My name is Jeff Quattromani, and this show is brought to you by Navman. Now, this week, I was having a conversation with a parent, and they have a child who's about to turn 16, about to start jumping in the car and learning how to drive. And they were asking for advice around, you know, devices in the car, obviously keeping your hands off your smartphone and things like that. A lot of rules, especially in Australia, around this. Now, one product that I did recommend was the MyCam GPS from Navman. And the main reason for that being is twofold. One, the navigation in it is obviously extremely handy. You can place it in a safe safe spot that provides proper navigation, does do lane guide assistance, and doesn't confuse the driver. But most importantly, the camera on the back, for me, is one main reason for learner drivers. And and she asked, well, why is that? Why, why does it matter if there's a dash cam for my learner driver? Because I'll be in the car too. I said, that's great. I said, but you can go on your drive. You can come home, take the footage off the dash cam and review it together. You don't need to have a big song and dance while they're driving about something minor that they might have, might have done or something that they may have missed. Use the dash cam footage and review it together. Sit down, watch it together, talk about something that may have been missed, something that maybe wasn't noticed. Maybe there was a giveaway sign. Maybe there was a stop sign that didn't come to a complete stop on. You know, things that aren't necessarily the end of the world that make you have to pull the handbrake on them, but just things you say, okay, we're going to review that later. And sometimes you say, did you see that sign? Can you see over there? There was that person coming across the road. We should have slowed down for that whatever it is. So really handy thing to do. And it's an investment because you put that in there. Once they get their P's in there without their their co-driver, they've got this beautiful navigation unit to make sure they get wherever they need. Plus, obviously, the eyewitness in the dash cam. So the MyCam GPS is $2.99 recommended retail price. Do always make sure you shop around and haggle for the best deal. And don't forget to make sure you get a decent size storage card in any Navman unit. I think it's just extremely important. You never want to run out of storage and miss a particular opportunity. So do check them out. Head to navman.com.au for the entire range. Uh, but learner drivers or parents with upcoming learner drivers, uh, that's definitely one I think people should be considering. Now. Let's get on with the technology show of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, I have in front of me a glass of the Pitaluma Crosa Sparkling Non-Vintage Wine. This is a bit of bubbly, not French, made in the Adelaide Hills. Something that I'm starting to enjoy a lot more as much as possible is Australian wine. Um, There are plenty of good wines from other countries in the world. Absolutely plenty. But you know what? Nothing's much better than knowing that your wine comes from just a state across or even just down the road. There's something really special about that and the people that actually go and make these wines as well. This particular uh, bottle of bubbles is quite enjoyable, actually. It's very smooth. It's got a bit of nut going in it. It's, It's a little bit biscuity. Um, there's obviously quite a strong hint of Chardonnay going on. I'm really enjoying it. It's actually quite a bit darker than I would have expected. It's not as crystal clear um, as you might expect from some sparkling wines. It's got a bit of an orangey gold hue to it. Uh, really lovely, really easy to drink. Actually, it's just going to be a potential problem. Now, the reason, the reason that I have a bottle of bubbles in front of me today is a small celebration, if you could call it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am expecting baby number two. Uh, really excited to announce that this 
Uh, this Easter, we got together with family and informed them of the of the big news that we're having a uh, another baby uh, coming in October. So launch event to come uh, in October for baby number two. But all very excited. Everyone's doing really well, and uh, and my little boy is extremely excited to be a big brother for the first time as well. So. Yeah, some interesting news, so I had to make sure I have a bit of bubbles to go with that announcement. Now, today on the show, we're going to talk about a bunch of things. Uh, we're going to kick off with some news. Uh, Will I Am has got a face mask with headphones. Uh, Apple has been doing a bunch of things, including allowing third parties to use their Find Me feature, and I'll explain what that means. There has been a Facebook leak of some sorts, and it's actually quite huge, 533 million accounts, uh, mine included, and I'll talk about the impact that it's already had on me, including uh, a loss of money in some sense. Uh, we're also going to talk about portable speakers. Uh, we all know that the Sonos Roam has been in my hands for a little while, and I can now talk to you about that, but also give you alternatives to that in case your budget doesn't go as high, or if you're actually looking for something bigger. I'm going to talk about that too. Uh, the Connected Home is back in the news this week. and definitely going to talk about how we can get anybody with a smart home for minimal, minimal dollars, literally pennies. Um, and then obviously any questions you have, we'll be addressing those as well on the show too. So lots to get through. Time for another sip and we're going to get straight into some tech news. I will kick off this week with a reminder. Uh, you can text me. You can text me at any point in your day, any time of day. Just send me a text if you have a question, uh, a thought, a suggestion, whatever it might be. 0467439078. And we're also asking if you do enjoy the show, even if you don't enjoy the show, actually, um, leave a review. I'd love to see people leaving reviews on, on Apple Podcasts. Let me know what you're thinking. Um, you can SMS me the same if you like, uh, but apparently it's good to get reviews on Apple Podcasts. So, uh, And plus, I always love to see what people People are saying publicly as well as what you can SMS me as well. So do feel free to use that, that service 0467-439-078. And you actually are getting an SMS straight to me. So the first thing I want to talk about though is from Will I Am. Remember the guy from Black Eyed Peas? Um, he got into tech. Now he got into tech and started making headphones at one point. Um, he's always seen himself as a bit of an entrepreneur, uh, moving into tech startups and things like that. He's come up with a new idea. Um, it's called the Zuper Mask with an X, X-U-P-E-R mask. Um, this is a product that I guess maybe in Australia isn't as relevant as it once would have been a few months ago, but it's a face mask that you could be wearing. It's got a filtration system built into it. It has Bluetooth and noise cancelling headphones on the side as well, if you thought you needed one, because we all need these all-in-one devices, right? So a Bluetooth connected face mask connects to your phone, allows you to control the filtration system, LED lights. There are three fans. This is obviously beneficial for people who wear glasses and you won't get that fogginess from the face mask. But the headphones thing is crazy interesting. Um, given that that was an area that he was already in, fascinating to see these integrated them into the mask. I'm assuming the mask will have some weight behind it because it's got batteries. It's got some chipboards in there and things like that. And it's covering your face, but also connected to your phone. Fascinating thing, $299 when it does hit the ground. I'm fascinated to see what, if we actually see one of these in the wild. Will anyone buy one? Would you buy one? You know where to find me. You can text me anytime. Now, Apple is going to officially start letting uh, people with iPhones find third-party products. What does that mean? Well, we all know about Apple's Find My service, you know, Find My Phone, 
find my friends, find my Mac. You can do all those things with Apple products as it is today. When they're expanding this Find My initiative, uh, first of all, to third-party products, you can actually imagine where this would go. So think about all the devices you might connect to your phone. Um, Maybe an e-bike that pairs to your phone. Maybe a pair of headphones that connect to your phone. There are so many different things. And all of these brands are going to be walking through Apple's registration system, approval system to be listed and enabled for Find My. It's a very simple initiative then. Belkin's going to be one of the first ones that come out of the gates with this, with their new uh, wireless earbuds that are coming to market. Essentially, once you have those pair of headphones connected to your phone, you can then go into Find My, add them as a product that sits in that environment. And essentially, if you've left your Bluetooth headphones on the couch, you can call them. Um, If you've lost them, you can have them found by the whole Apple community. And that's got to be the benefit right there. Imagine everybody who has an iPhone silently looking for your lost product. Now, I mentioned e-bikes because there is a company called uh, Van Moof and X3 who have already signed up to this. Their e-bikes will become compatible as well. So if your bike is stolen, if it's gone missing for whatever reason, your market is lost and you'll be able to hopefully find your e-bike very quickly because those things are pretty damn expensive. Another company that is already on board is Chipolo. Now, Chipolo is very similar to Tile, and I've spoken about Tile on numerous occasions. Very similar keyring-based product that you can use to attach to your keys. So a fantastic way of finding your keys. Chipola would be part of that. Um, they don't have a huge presence in Australia, but um, you can find them probably more online and get it shipped to your home. But this is a really nice thing to see. I think it's smart. I think it's going to really put pressure on others. We know that Samsung had a smart tag, but when are, when are other brands going to start looking at integration for this as well? Uh, I think it's actually something that Google should be doing and applying it to the Android platform. That way, Samsung, Sony, Oppo, Huawei, everybody starts, well, not Huawei, but everyone starts to then be able to make benefit of that. So a really cool initiative from Apple. Now, I'm going to talk about Facebook because um, they're in the news again. Now, they're in the news for something that happened in 2019. So first and foremost, if you weren't on Facebook in 2019, skip forward a minute or two, maybe three. Um, 533 million Facebook users' phone numbers and personal data has been leaked online. There was a, not a hack, there was a leak in 2019 where plenty of applications that we all just accepted to use on Facebook and connect our Facebook accounts to them were able to access high level information, names, phone number, email address, relationship status, the kinds of stuff that you would see in the about me box on Facebook. Um, There were apps that you could easily connect those to and it would be a way of registering to use an application on Facebook or to play one of the games on Facebook or whatever it is. Facebook's tightened up the way that that mechanism works now. But when you did have random applications able to access that data, harvesting so much of it, this is where data collection becomes a bit of a bit of a hazard. So 533 million Facebook accounts have now been put onto the internet in terms of their data. When When the leak was originally exposed, um, it wasn't a leak that was then distributed. It was it was for sale, but now it's gone free. And that basically means that if you really wanted to, you could find this file or this this data set, and you could be looking through it. You could find you could search my name, you could find my phone number, and you could find my email address. I know that because I've checked. I've checked to make sure, and I am one of the five hundred thirty three million people. And that's not great news, but it's also 
Well, firstly, it shouldn't be something that you're too concerned about, but it also is something you should be concerned about. And I'll explain what I mean by that. First and foremost, your email address. Yeah, you're going to get more spam. And look, we already get spam as it is. So maybe not a huge change there. Your phone number. um, That may mean that you start to receive more spam calls. We already receive those. So first and foremost, make sure you've got a spam um, system on your email account. Um, in Gmail and others, it's automatic. You can actually ramp up the severity of those sm- of, of spam detection. When it comes to your phone, use apps like Truecaller to help identify people who are calling and automatically block um, spam, spam phone numbers. Android's getting very good at already showing you on the screen that it's a suspected spam call. So you can just ignore it or completely block that, that call coming in. Um, and you'll start to use those tools to make sure that anyone does get hold of your phone number for spamming purposes, you're not going to have to answer those calls. What, what becomes more and more interesting, though, is triangulation of data. And what I mean by that is, well, okay, someone has now got uh, my name, my phone number, my email address. Okay. Now, pretty sure from that, they can potentially go online and try and find out other elements of, of my identity, date of birth, address whatever it is. There are ways of finding out all these small pieces, these snippets of information, which if you're a hacker or you're somebody who's in cybercrime, this is what you're doing. You're always trying to build the identity of someone so that you can use it for spamming purposes. You can use it for illegal purposes, whatever the case may be. Now, one thing I will recommend to people, and it's a lesson that I've learned this week the hard way. If you've got a Facebook account, in fact, if you've got a Twitter account, Instagram, I don't even care what it is. If you sign up to a service where you're sharing data, where it's important to you, it could be your Gmail account, whatever, please go through the security settings and don't just make sure that you've got a strong password. Make sure that it's a unique password to each service. And yes, that can be hard. But then look to see if you can do two-factor authentication. And what two-factor authentication means that even if I came across your username and your password. I cannot actually get access to the account unless I've actually also got your phone unlocked in front of me. Because when I go to log in to an account that has two-factor authentication, it's username, password, and then a unique SMS will be sent to your phone to enter in immediately. And that is the, is the extra level of protection that hackers won't have. They can have your username and password, but if they don't have your phone number, and the phone that's sitting in front of you at that time, they can't get in. So always make sure two-factor authentication is enabled. I will go back to the password piece. Please make sure that you're using a unique password, but don't just think about word. Think about passphrase. And we had a guest on the show not that long ago that talked to us about passphrase. So think about a saying. Think about something that you can commonly think about or, or phrase and use that. You know, something like my brown dog. John. If you've got a a dog named John, it's a pretty terrible dog name, but maybe you do. Uh, My brown dog, John. It's a long word. It's a long password, but it's actually potentially very easy to remember. And then also make sure it's unique to the platform. And even if it's as simple as having my brown dog, John, Facebook, my brown dog, John, Twitter, my brown dog, John, Netflix, whatever. Keep it unique because what happens elsewhere is sometimes platforms get hacked and passwords do get exposed. So if you're using the same password across multiple accounts, you're now potentially giving someone the opportunity to log into other services. So if your bank is using 
the same password as your Facebook account and one day Facebook passwords get pulled, that's the first place they're going to go and take it is where else are you doing this problem of using the same username and password? The username is usually your email address. That's easy. If you're using the same password in more than one place, not good. Now, how did this impact me? Whether this was actually related or the timing just came in perfectly, I woke up uh, the other morning and I, I have run ads on Facebook before. So I have a Facebook um, paid account as well. I guess you could call it that, where my, my PayPal is connected to my Facebook account. And if I need to promote a post or something like that on my uh, Facebook page, such as the podcast or whatever it might be, um, it goes through my PayPal account and it's very simple to do. What you also do is you set limits. And I've always had at, at $30 intervals, charge my PayPal account. Don't um, run the ad campaign to what I've defined it on and charge at the end, charge in $30 increments. And it was interesting to me when I woke up and saw uh, an email receipt from PayPal um, that I paid Facebook 30 bucks. I'm like, okay, it's weird. I'm not running an ad campaign at the moment. So that's strange. And I didn't know if the email itself was spam because that's the first thing you do is second guess what comes through on the email. So then I went into Facebook and I had some notifications of people leaving negative comments, you know, like angry face emojis and stuff like that. So thinking, okay, I haven't got a, a post running that should make people angry. Go and check the post. And it's like some couch sale or something like that. I didn't even I didn't spend that much attention looking at the ad itself, but it was something really weird on a page that I didn't think I had any access to um and it only had one fan or page like anyway. So it was a really weird thing. I I think what happened is somebody whether they used my Facebook account somehow logged into it without me receiving any notification that I have logged in on a new device or anything like that, which is unusual. And we're able to run an ad campaign using my Facebook account, which is linked to my PayPal on a page that I didn't even have or, or have ownership of or be an admin of, I should say, and be able to initiate an ad campaign. So here's what I then do. OK, wow, this is really bad. First and foremost, um, stop the ad so you can go into your ad manager and you can kill the ad. Um, secondly, close the balance, which means I had to pay money again because there was already more money racking up above that 30 bucks. So close the balance by paying it um, because I couldn't find a way to actually dispute it. It's a horrible menu system on on Facebook. Um, So pay the remaining amount, then dispute it. But at the same time, change my password. Um, And the biggest thing I was surprised by, and I swear I already had this enabled, is what I'm preaching, two-factor authentication. I have it on what I believed was every service that I could think of putting it on. I obviously don't log into Facebook fresh very often. It's, you know, my computer or my phone that doesn't, doesn't change that often. And I was surprised that I didn't have it there. And, and that could be the problem is that somehow my password was exposed for Facebook. Somebody has, for whatever reason, or managed to log in and launch an ad campaign, hopefully to, probably to benefit themselves. I'm guessing that the page that they were promoting Their goal is that they receive likes on that page. They then can use that page, rebrand it, do whatever they like. And potentially what I have seen is people selling Facebook pages that already have an audience. And then you can go and change the the name of the Facebook page and you go, great, I've already got a thousand people or 20,000 people who like that page. 
it's a good base to start my business on. Crazy stuff. Um, I have since gone through a dispute process, which actually didn't take that long. It was very easy to do. And Facebook has refunded that money. But it's crazy that it got me. You know, it got me. It can get anybody. Um, so again, I stress to you, and as much as I stress to myself, like I'm looking in a mirror, make sure you've got a strong password or passphrase, and make sure you've got two-factor authentication, um, and lock down things. If you don't have unique passwords, you're crazy. Um, I'm crazy. I've made the mistake, and I'm glad that at least I can talk to you about it and make you aware of it. Um, a bit of a long story on that one, but that is it. there it is, 533 million Facebook accounts, and I was one of them. Are you wondering if you were one of them? Let me make it easy for you. There's a website called Have I Been P-W-N-E-D. So it's like saying owned, but with a P. So have I been P-W-N-E-D.com. Um, if you go onto Google and just type in Have I Been Owned, for example, you'll get to the same um, page eventually. But it's a simple site that allows you to type in your email address or your phone number, and it will then tell you whether those details have ever been in any breach at all, any breach. So if you want to know whether your phone number or email address has ever been compromised, you go to that website, you type it in, and it will do a very quick search across millions of breaches and different sources, and you'll get your answer. And that's where I was able to confirm that mine was part of the Facebook one. It was actually also part of a LinkedIn hack a very long time ago and a MySpace hack a very long time ago. So when you think about those kinds of things, it makes you realize, man, if you're not using a unique password, you're crazy. You just got to do it and potentially need to make it a bit of a practice to change it often as well, just in case. So have I been P-U-N-E-D.com. Head there today, type in your email address, type in your phone number and find out whether either or both have been involved in a data breach. It's very important. Now, let's talk about the connected home. Now, a smart home is not a new invention. Having a smart light bulb is not new. Having a smart PowerPoint is not new. But what we have seen, at least in 2021 and even in 2020, is the price of entry getting lower and lower. Effectively, and I think I've said this on a show before, that if you've got a lampshade, and that bulb or globe dies, replace it with a smart one. It, you don't need to go and replace all your globes today when they're working. But if you've got a lampshade and you start to see that thing flickering, replace it with a smart light. And the reason being is this. Uh, Connect Smart Home is a company that has been available in Australia for a couple of years now. And they gave me a bit of a reminder this week as to how, how cheap it is to get into this space. And one example is an LED light bulb. You can get them in just plain white, or you can get them in color changing as well. So if you are somebody who wants your room to be blue during state of origin, or you want it to be green during, I don't know, green day, maybe St. Patrick's Day, whatever the case may be, um, then you can get that too. So $10 is your entry point for a white globe, $15 for color. And that's so cheap that you could have a lampshade in your room updated, connected to the internet controlled from your smartphone, with timers, remote controlled, the whole lot for 10 bucks. That means that when you're driving home from work, you could be turning on a lamp in the house to make sure you come home to a lit home. Nothing beats that. 
And also, if you are watching TV and you want to just dim the lights, for example, you can do that from your phone. You can even do it through a voice assistant as well. So 10 bucks. If you move away from that a little bit and you start thinking, well, what else can I get in my smart home because a light bulb is a bit boring? Okay. How about a smart watering system? Now, I actually use a wireless uh, watering controller at, at my place, but mine's a little bit more advanced. It's not something that sits on a tap. It's actually integrated with a sprinkler system and things like that. But if you've got a sprinkler or something that connects to a tap, then you put one of these smart home and garden watering systems in between that actually sits on the tap and then you connect your hose or your sprinkler to it. 180 bucks uses Wi-Fi to connect to your internet. It monitors the weather. So if it's going to rain, it's not going to water the grass or plants. And you can also put a schedule on it. You can also control it with your phone. So if you're thinking, my God, it's been 40 degrees today. I just want to cool the garden down. You can do that from your phone. It's got a built-in solar panel, so you don't need to worry about replacing batteries on it. It's just going to keep running and it couldn't be simpler. Why on earth are you going outside to turn the tap on or the sprinklers? What are you doing? You've got better things to do with your time. Beyond all of that, one of the other things I, I enjoy is a smart plug. I use one actually because you all know I've been riding on this exercise bike for a while from Echelon. At some point, they might actually ask for it back. Um, I bought a fan to sit in front of it. I spent 20 bucks or something at Bunnings to get a pedestal fan because I was cooking on this bike. I'm literally sweating bullets and I needed something to cool me down. So I bought a 20 buck fan, connected it to a $10 um, smart power plug. And then it, literally as I'm riding, I can be like, hey, G, turn on Lil Fan. And Lil Fan springs to life. That's all I have to do. And when I'm done, I'm like, hey, G, turn off Lil Fan. And it turns off. It's just the simplest thing. It took five seconds to set up. And it's sometimes those small things that make you just appreciate that. And again, we're talking about Connect Smart Home and others being able to provide those products. They don't cost a lot of money. You know, I'm looking at one here. They have a Wi-Fi connected plug, with, which has the normal power outlet on one side, 20 bucks. But it also has two USB ports on top of that. So you could be charging your phone or a tablet or something else from the USB plugs, have your fan in my situation connected into the power, and it's still using the one socket. And it's controllable from your phone. And it's got power monitoring inbuilt as well. And that's 20 bucks. So even if you're not using it for the smart features, just having a, an adapter that gives you two USB points plus the existing power outlet is, is exactly what you'd expect to pay anyway. So if you don't have a, a smart home, there are some very cheap ways to get involved into it. Changing a light bulb, it takes five seconds. Setting it up is actually even faster. Not even faster. It's, it takes longer than five seconds. Uh, but it's very simple to do and anybody can absolutely do it. Stop getting up. Stop getting up to turn the water on. Stop getting up to turn the lights off. You don't need to do that anymore. You've got a phone and you've got your voice. So think about it that way. So that's what I've, what I've seen from Connect Smart Home. Obviously, plenty of other brands do it. Uh, D-Link have a number of products. There is things from Philips Hue as well. They're probably the, the original leaders in that, but they're a bit more premium in terms of cost and functionality. But if you just want to turn your lights on, you just want to do some of the basics, you want to get used to the smart home, Connect Smart Home is one of the probably best bang for your buck products at this point uh, that can get you into smart home. Worth checking out. Do go online. Have a look at them all. Compare them. Um, I've got different smart lights throughout my home. I use some Philips Hue. I've got some Connect lights. Um, I've got a variety. I've even got one of the um, LifeX ones, LIFX. They're pretty great too. So check them all out. And some of them even do weird things like integrate with your music so that they can pulse with the beat. 
You can get some that change colors with the beat. Like you can get some crazy stuff going on. Most of the time, I'm just turning them on and off. That's all I need is a bit of light. So now, speaking of lights, let's talk about speakers, not just the Sonos Roam, but all the alternatives to it, because I think it's worth knowing about every, not every, we're talking about five Bluetooth speakers, if that's what your next purchase is going to be. Let's go from cheap to steep here. Um, When we think about Bluetooth speakers, you can get them for a few bucks, but you can actually, and I didn't realize this very quickly, you can get them for over a thousand bucks as well, a Bluetooth speaker. But what we're really talking about here is portable speaker systems. Now, you're somebody who likes to take your music with you, even if it's just outside to the barbecue, then sometimes you're going to be needing to talk about this. You could be going to the beach, you could be going on a hike, whatever the case may be. Taking your music with you is an amazing thing to do. I love that we can do that and you can share the songs that you're listening to, whether you're on a boat, wherever it is, on the golf course, it's so many different ways. Now, I'm going to start with, these are my five favorites, by the way. I'm going to get into my five favorite speakers at different price points. I'm coming in at 89 bucks, recommended retail price. So whenever I say those prices, assume you can get them cheaper. And especially when with most brands that I'm going to mention, that's, that's absolutely true and I've checked, but I'm going to stick to retail price. Sony. SRS XB13. Now, this is a very small product. It looks like a coffee cup without a handle. Um, Comes in a couple of different colors, even comes with a strap that you can stick onto a backpack. And that's exactly where I think it belongs. We're talking about a water-resistant speaker. Literally, just looks like a small cup, connects to your phone, 16 hours of battery life. Um, Relatively decent sound and surprising sound out of something that is literally so small and so light. The battery life at 16 hours is kind of exceptional at the size as well. Um, And it's simple. 89 bucks, stick it to your backpack. When you're going for a hike, if you don't like the sound of the birds, um, you can drown it out with whatever music you choose to listen to. Simple. Bluetooth. Eco X Gear. It's the Eco Extreme 2. Now, this thing is fascinating to me. It was, it was sent to me, and I was, I was always thinking, this is the perfect speaker to take fishing. And the reason being is that it's effectively a storage case. It's a hard plastic storage case that has watertight resistance um, and can be dropped and thrown. You have almost what looks like a pencil case that you can open, stick your phone in there, stick your key, stick your wallet, completely seal that shut. And on the outside is a speaker with hard buttons for power, Bluetooth, volume up, volume down, play, pause, skip track. So once you get your playlist going, stick your phone back in that, in that case, close those, that, that, close those shutters up and it's super tight. Then you've got music coming out, plus you're able to control the, the tracks from the outside, but you've also got a microphone built in. So you can trigger your voice assistant off your phone through this speaker to say play the next song or even to start a different playlist or a different artist but if a phone call comes in you can answer that call through that thing too because it's got the microphone there you're you're ready to go 15 hour battery life um we're talking about 129 dollars here and you know you could capsize your boat and you won't have to worry about your phone because it's in this protective case which will float and it's watertight that's kind of nice to know Yes, you've lost your boat. Life is bad. But your phone's all right and the music is still going. That's not a bad thing. Sonos Roam. $279. I have been testing this puppy for a little while now. And 
I'm going to talk about this one obviously a lot more um, than the other speakers because this is a new, a very new product. It's not even on sale yet. It goes on sale on the 20th of April. Now, if you have not got a Sonos system at all, then this is going to be a very interesting product to you that will have some surprises along the way. If you're a Sonos user already, it's an extension of your Sonos system, which you would already know about. So let's try and go back a step. When you buy a Sonos speaker, you're using the Sonos app. The Sonos app can connect you to 100 different services to listen to music and content. That's obviously Apple Music, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. You imagine whatever music service you're listening to, Sonos have a connection to it. Sonos is very agnostic when it comes to music services, as well as voice assistance, because when you're using the Sonos app and you're setting up a speaker like the Sonos Roam, it allows you to choose the Google or the Amazon voice assistant. So while you're going through this setup process, you say, yeah, I'm happy to use the Google one. Let's, let's connect that one up. And yes, let's make sure that my Spotify premium is available in the Sonos app. Let's make sure that my iTunes, sorry, <laughs> TuneIn radio is available, whatever the case may be. It's all there in the one app. And then you can call it whatever you like, or you can place it in a particular room. So that way you can have all your rooms set up and throw music to whatever room you like in the house. With the Sonos Roam, it's something that's going to be portable as well as in the house. I think it's great for a bedroom based on its size. It's not incredibly huge. It's going to provide surprisingly good sound, but it probably performs best in a bedroom. When you're taking it outside by the barbecue or by the beach, fantastic. It's got water resistance. It can take a fall. It's got rubberized ends. It hasn't got touch sensitive buttons. It's got actual hard pressing buttons that you need to press. And that means that it's not going to be a problem when it goes out and gets dirty. I've hit mine with a hose and the music sounded great still, even covered in water. It actually was quite cool to see the water droplets get fired off it. Um, and it's got Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. In the home, you're going to use Wi-Fi. And what that means is you control your music either through voice or inside the app. You can also use AirPlay 2 and you can use Spotify Connect. So you actually don't always have to use the Sonos app once you've set it up. So you can do that through Wi-Fi. That way, when your phone rings, it doesn't inter interrupt playback. With Bluetooth speakers, your phone rings. Guess what's ringing? Your speaker. Guess what's stopped? The music. So with Wi-Fi speakers, that's the advantage you've got is independence from your phone. The speaker is connecting to Spotify or Apple Music, and it's playing the song that you want to hear, regardless of whether your phone rings, gets an SMS, no beeps, no, no, no ringtones, nothing coming through. When you travel and take the Sonos Roam with you, You've got 10 hours battery life and you're using Bluetooth. So at that point, you're pairing your phone through Bluetooth like every other speaker and that experience carries on. What I love is that, say, for example, you're barbecuing and this is what I this is. This is my use case. I'm barbecuing outside. I've got the Sonos Roam next to me. I'm playing whatever track. When I walk inside and I've tested this now, I can press the play pause button on my Sonos Roam and it will play or move the music to the nearest Sonos speaker. So if you've got other Sonos speakers in the home, you can bring your, you know, your barbecue, your, your, the food you've cooked, your barbecue tools, the tools are coming back into the kitchen. You bring your room in, you hold down the play pause, and it goes to the nearest Sonos speaker so that you can continue that music listening inside the house, but on a probably a better speaker that suits the room that you're now in. That has to be a huge advantage. And I, I really enjoy it. When you're done, you can put the Sonos Roam on any Qi wireless charging pad. And that's a real advantage. For me, my bedside table where I've got a wireless charger, 
I put the Roam on there, boom, started recharging. You can obviously charge it through USB-C and you get that cable in the box, but that's got to be a huge advantage. Yes, we're talking about $279. That is not the cheapest speaker. We've already talked about two others. But even at that price bracket, you can go and get the UE Boom, which will have a louder sound, provide more volume, not necessarily more clarity, but more volume if you're having a party. And it will cost you around the same amount. It is just a Bluetooth speaker without the voice assistance built in, without the wireless charging, without a lot of those things. So if all you care about is bang for your buck and having the loudest possible speaker at 280 bucks, the Sonos Roam isn't for you. If you just care about noise, that's not the one for you because the UE Boom is a great Bluetooth speaker. I mean, I, I rave about it. I think it's a stunning Bluetooth speaker, but it's Bluetooth, which means you get those interruptions from your phone. Uh, especially when a phone call comes in, it completely kills music. Uh, but also being just a Bluetooth speaker, you don't have that independence of it being able to connect to services directly. No voice assistant built in. You, you see where I'm going. So if you want all the features, you've got to go for the Roam. If you're happy with just loud music, or I, I don't mean to sound degrading in that way, but if that's, that's literally what it is in a Bluetooth speaker, um, you can go for the UE Boom and save some coin. Let's step it up a notch. Bose. I love Bose speakers. I think they do a great job. Um, and they have a, a variety of speakers as well. But the one I've focused on here as a step up from the Roam is the Bose Portable Smart Speaker. Imagine everything I've just said almost from the Roam being in this particular unit. Almost everything. So it's got Wi-Fi. It's got Bluetooth. It's got voice assistance. Um, it can also do multi-room. So if you've got other Bose speakers, it can compare and connect with them as well. We're talking about a 360-degree designed speaker. So obviously being battery-powered, this is the kind of speaker that you would put in the middle of the party, and it would spread, spread audio in a 360-degree motion completely everywhere. Don't put it in a corner. It doesn't know how to behave with that. It has a handle. looks like a lantern. Could be fun to look at. Could make you look funny to carry around with. But you place that in the middle of the room, and you will get plenty of volume. $499.95 recommended retail. You will find it cheaper elsewhere, um, but it is great. It's got Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. You can take it anywhere. It is a little bit of premium and in premium in design. So I wouldn't want to be throwing it on the sand and things like that, like you can with the Roam. So do be careful with it. Plus it's a $500 speaker, 12 hours of battery life. And as I've said in an article that you can read on 7news.com.au, um, if the battery life dies during a party, it means the party's over. I mean, a 12-hour battery life, if your party's going on for that long, go home. Like, send people home. Pack them up. It's got to be over. Lastly, yes, there is a bigger one. Soundbox. S-O-U-N-D-B-O-K-S. A Bluetooth speaker. It's called the Bluetooth Performance Speaker. $1,599.95. We're talking about a Bluetooth speaker here. It's crazy. A Bluetooth speaker, this one does not have Wi-Fi built in. Um, here is something that's the size of luggage, like luggage that you would have to check in. You know those big Samsonite cases with the wheels on them that look like, I think in the ad, a rhino runs into it? It's that big, if not a bit bigger. Um, we're talking about 15 kilos of speaker here. It looks like something that belongs on stage at a concert, and that's essentially what it can do. 126 decibels. That is as loud as an air raid siren. It's as loud as an actual rock concert gets in a Bluetooth speaker. So if you're taking this to the beach, you're going to clear the beach. You're, everyone's going to either love your music or hate your music. If your neighbors buy one, 
It's time to list your house for sale. It's time to move. If your neighbors are buying the Soundbox Bluetooth performance speaker, it's time to call up the real estate agent and get out of there. This thing has 40 hours of battery life. That's not New Year's Eve. That's New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and whatever the day is called after that. It's a lot of music. It's a lot going on. It's not just the J&J Top 100. It's the J&J Top 1000. It's insane. So if you're interested in a Bluetooth speaker from $89 to $1,600, there is an option out there for you. I think the Sonos Roam has been an amazing entry into the ring. I love the feature list of it. I love its versatility. Obviously, I have a Sonos system here. And as I've said before, and everyone would know this, I have a sponsorship agreement with Sonos. On, they bi-weekly sponsor my interview episode. But to be very fair to you all, I talk about its pros, I talk about its cons, and I also suggest alternatives. That's got to be the way I've got to operate. I'm not going to just talk about the Sonos Roam until you go and buy one. I'm going to make sure that if that's not your price point, there's something cheaper. If you want something louder, something that lasts for longer, I'm going to tell you what they are as well. That's just got to be the way I'm operating. Um, you can head to sevennews.com.au to see um, the full article that I've written talking about each of these speakers. Um, and you'll see the pictures that go along with it and things like that. And there's obviously more detail when I'm talking in words. Uh, but do check that out and have a good read of it. I genuinely think that there is an amazing experience when you take any situation that you're in and you add music to it. So even if, if at $89, that's what it costs for you to add some music to an experience. It could be a barbecue. It could be a walk. It could be a, a day at the beach. Whatever it is, I really do think it does enhance time spent together. We are officially out of time. Well, not really. I've got unlimited time, but I think that's the end of the show. Um, I hope you enjoyed the interview we had around NFTs for musicians. I thought that was just very strange and fascinating. Um, amazing to see where this world is going. Will this be a fad? Let's wait and see. Next week, we're going to actually have an interview with Echelon. You've heard me talk about the bikes before, but we talked to the CEO of the company, which is quite crazy. Uh, we get access to the CEO. But then I also interview, this is all going to be in the one package, um, one of the instructors from Echelon, one of the ladies that has been yelling at me through the screen to push harder and to do what I need to do in my spin classes. Um, I got a chance to talk to her and talk about what she sees on her end, how she feels in virtual spin classes as the instructor, let alone me as the person who's on the bike uh, pedaling along. So I thought that would quite be quite fascinating. So if you're interested in uh, working out at home, that interview next week is going to be for you. Absolutely. And there's so much more to come in that space. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for, for downloading. If you've left a review, amazing. I'll be sure to check all of those out. You know you can SMS me and I will give you that number again, 0467-439-078. Reach out at any time and I will either respond to you there or and I'll talk to you through the podcast as well. Time for another glass. Thank you for listening. I'll speak to you again very, very soon. Bye-bye.